You're listening to an ILX podcast. Hello and welcome back to ILX Podcasts. Now to draw our Agile mini-series to a close, I'm chatting to one of our Lean Six Sigma trainers, Fabrizio Pellizzetti, to explore the idea of Agile Process Improvement, which is a new approach that utilises process improvement tools in an Agile framework. Now, if anything you hear today sparks your fancy and you'd like to learn more, all of our contact details will be at the end of the podcast. So Fabrizio, how are you doing? Do you want to give us a little introduction to yourself and what you do for ILX? Um, Good morning to you, Alice, and thank you very much for having me here today to talk about Agile Process Improvement. Uh, Very briefly, to introduce myself, I have been in the change and transformation consultancy business for many years, and my speciality is the application of continuous improvement and problem-solving methods to the world of services and IT. I have worked with a variety of different organizations in the private sector, in uh, banking, finance, uh, insurance, but also telco, software and IT, and public sector organizations, but also a number of small and medium enterprises and technology startups. My real passion is organizational learning and innovation, and since 2016, I have been working with ILX as their Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt and expert on all process improvement related matters. Well, so it's a pretty broad spectrum then that it covers, to be honest. Um, But for those who are, say, completely unfamiliar with process improvement in general, what is it all about? What's the premise of it? Well, today, process improvement is no longer a choice. It really becomes a necessity for any services organization. You see, because of the highly dynamic and competitive environment in which these organizations operate, the processes that we design today uh, may become obsolete in a matter of months. Our customer requirements change almost on a daily basis, and uh, you see new and disruptive technologies being introduced at an astonishing pace. And as a consequence, organizations have to constantly keep up with those changes and make sure that their processes remain fit for purpose. In other words, organizations need a systematic, a formal approach to process improvement. And at the same time, we cannot expect people to spend all their time constantly changing our processes. Otherwise, we are at risk of what we call firefighting. And we need to make sure that we develop as an organization a sort of immune system, uh, something that will trigger change to our processes only when this is really necessary. And this is why I'm a big advocate of using a problem-driven approach to continuous improvement rather than just following a set of best practices. And uh, problem solving is in fact a more experimental approach to process improvement and one that would really help organization address some of the main challenges that we face today when deploying continuous improvement initiatives and projects. Okay, so you talk about being problem driven in process improvement as opposed to solution driven. And I think to probably like the naked ear, it would sound like quite a negative thing. So how would you put like a positive spin on that? Like what does it mean to be problem driven in this context? 
One of the things that we observe very often, and this is to do with the way our brain works, really, is we're all naturally, we all naturally tend to move to solutions as quickly as possible. And as I said, it's a natural approach. It's an intuitive way of dealing with problems. But the true power of problem solving is that it kind of forces you, it gives you enough discipline to separate what we call the problem and the solution space. And I'm sure uh, many organizations have experienced this. We jump on solutions too quickly before we understand what it is that we're trying to fix. And this results in introducing uh, perhaps the right solution to the wrong problem. And this is something that has a huge cost. And again, it's a a cultural aspect that we need to address. So problem solving is about focusing on problems, uh, getting the right level of knowledge and understanding of the problem. And then, of course, we can open up the space for solutions. And uh, the mindset that drives the exploration of the problem space is very different. Uh, We tend to be more rigorous, more formal, more analytical when analyzing a problem. But also, when we move to the solution space, that is the right time to open up for creativity. So even in a problem-solving approach, there is space for creativity, but this will be related to introducing creative solutions, whereas we tend to be more, as I said, formal and rigorous in analyzing the problem. So it's two different mindsets, and we want to keep them separate. Okay, so in this situation, then, it's actually better to have that, to adopt that critical mindset then, because it enables you to be well, better further down the line. Absolutely. And as I said, it's not our natural habit to focus on problems. We're all in the solutions business. Very few of us are in the problem business. <laughs> so it's it's a learning cycle for uh, project teams. But the essence of problem solving is about learning, is about discovering new things. And this is what I said, uh, best practices, uh, very helpful for an organization, but best practices are, by their very nature, solutions-driven uh, models. Whereas in problem solving, we really want to make sure that we uh, understand the problem starting from the symptoms we investigate we measure we analyze until we reach the right level of knowledge to start talking solution okay then so taking a bit of a doctor's approach to it then like (laughs) you know finding out what the problem is first and then diagnosing it um further down the line okay so you talk a little bit about the challenges that people face in process improvement projects but what would you say are the ones that are like the biggest challenges or the most common Um, obstacles that people face nowadays? Uh, Most of the challenges remain at the cultural level. Uh, Many organizations still do not see process improvement as a key enabler of their business strategies. And one of the main reasons why, in my opinion, change initiatives fail is because uh, senior executives, uh, business leaders, and many stakeholders in the organization do not really see value coming from their investment in continuous improvement. And this, in turn, is often a consequence of the disconnect that you see between the improvement professionals and the rest of the organization. Mm. So we like to say that change is everyone's business, uh, but today we still see improvement teams that work in isolation and they're not really able to engage the wider population of all those who are affected by change. And this is why we often hear that uh, change does not stick, It does not achieve uh, the goal of uh, changing the mindset of people. And this is mainly because people are not actively involved in driving the change. Right. Okay. So if we involve people more than in the change, then they will hopefully be more (laughs) likely to like the change as opposed to disliking it then. Um, So then how do you how do you bring agile into it? Like, how does that relate to all the stuff you're saying? How does it come into play with process improvement? Uh, in my opinion, the true power of Agile is its content's focus on delivering value 
and helping project teams, customers and stakeholders create a shared narrative around change. And the same culture of collaboration, open communication and collective learning that you see in agile projects, well, that's what we need to inject in our continuous improvement programs. Uh, traditional improvement projects have the same limitations of all the non-agile projects. We tend to lose sight of what really adds value to the organization. We are unable to truly engage people in change. And very often you see an enthusiastic start of many transformation initiatives, uh, but then this is progressively replaced by a general sense of fatigue and a loss of traction and momentum. Uh, the reason is also that most process improvement frameworks uh, provide indeed very powerful tools and techniques uh, to drive change and improvement, but they don't necessarily come with a deployment and project management approach that ensures that at the end of the project, we were really able to demonstrate value, show tangible results and a return on investment. Yeah. And this is where agile principles applied to continuous improvement can really make a difference. What we need is self-organizing and cross-functional teams armed with problem-solving tools, but at the same time, we also need a framework that is designed to accelerate the deployment of our improvement projects. And that is precisely the reason why we have worked on integrating Agile principles into a process improvement methodology. So who would you say could benefit the most from Agile process improvement? Like, could you give some examples of where it might be particularly prominent or uh, effective? Uh, certainly, this approach uh, will prove very beneficial to any organization who already has a continuous improvement program in place, mm -hmm. and it will provide the ideal methodology for introducing what we call targeted improvements, so improvements that address specific process problems. And ideally, you're looking at processes that generate a large enough volume of output so we have the opportunity to pilot, to experiment within a limited time frame and yet produce sufficient evidence that we have effectively achieved performance improvement. Yeah. So some examples of where we have uh, successfully applied agile process improvement mm -hmm. are in the field of uh, customer support, incident and defect management, uh, claims management, uh, billing processes, uh, some HR processes like, for example, the joiner, mover and lever process, uh, processes in finance, order to cash, procure to pay, and some specific sub-processes within project and service management. Okay, so it's a pretty broad spectrum then of uh, areas that you can apply it to, quite a lot of possibilities. Um, so with that in mind, are there any limitations, would you say then, of this particular model? Like, are there any situations where it might be less appropriate for you to use it? Definitely. Just like with any model, there are limitations. And the agile process improvement approach, for example, would not be a good fit to drive a complete re-engineering of an end-to-end -end process. Mm -hmm. And that would not work, especially because it would not give us the ability to introduce change iteratively and to experiment and to have an incremental approach yeah. that allow us to deliver quick results, which is remains one of the main goals of the whole agile process improvement model. Um, so then how would you... How would you put all of that together? Like what would an agile process improvement course or workshop look like if you actually put that into practice? Well, uh, there are some prerequisites to make the model work. And one of the key prerequisites is 
to ensure that an organization already has established a formal mechanisms for capturing what we call process problems. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that we want to create a backlog of process issues. Just like in Agile projects, you will have your product backlogs. So you have a set of features that you want to implement. But then the second step would be to introduce, again, a prioritization mechanisms to translate these issues in the backlog into actual workable projects. And these projects will then be assigned to uh, the right cross-functional teams. And once the team has come together, they have a specific mandate uh, to solve a specific process problem, they can then use the Agile process improvement tools and the techniques, and they go through a simplified uh, life cycle. So essentially, uh, the training, uh, the deployment uh, model uh, goes through four workshops. We start with what we call the voice of the customer workshop. And this is a workshop where we try and truly understand what are the stakeholder requirements for a given process, uh, what are the problems that they face, and we try and clarify uh, what are their expectations in terms of the output coming from a process. Then you usually give it uh, one or two weeks, so you have a gap, and the team can use this time to complete all the activities that couldn't be completed during the workshop. Then they reconvene for a second workshop, and this is where uh, we start really going into detail. We start modeling, uh, analyzing, and measuring uh, the process under study. This is what we call the voice of the process mm -hmm. workshop. Again, a short interval before we move to the next uh, workshop. And the third workshop is all about identifying the root causes of the problems. We need to make sure that we reach this level of knowledge and understanding of the process so then we can move to the fourth and final workshop and that is when we start talking about introducing change, uh, implementing change and prototyping a new process and piloting with pilot projects. So the entire journey should not take longer than four to five weeks to get us to the experimentation and the pilot stage. And once you have completed the pilot, uh, it means you will measure again the same process. You will compare these new performance measures with the original measures that you've collected during workshop two. And if you can prove that we have effectively uh, made the capability of our process better, then the project team will have a formal handover mechanism back to the process owner, and it will be then the process owner that will take uh, charge and ownership of a full-scale deployment of the, the whole solution of the new process. So to, to summarize, uh, Agile provides the framework that we need to accelerate our continuous improvement projects and make sure that at the end they really deliver real value and sustainable change. As I said, it will work best for those organizations that recognize that everyone has to be involved in change rather than leaving this to the continuous improvement experts. This is really a cultural mindset shift. So change truly needs to become everyone's business because people do not resist change, they resist being changed. Well, there you have it then. That's Agile Process Improvement for you. Uh, we hope you found this podcast insightful and thought-provoking. And Fabrizio, thank you so much for coming here and recording this with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't already, make sure you rate, review and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you prefer. And links to our website and social channels, as well as all our contact details and various other downloads and courses that may be of interest to you, are in the show notes of this episode.